scratch your morning sports itch. This is Cap and Jay Hood, our new morning show on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Hood ESPN 1000 weekday morning 7 until 10 and Matt Nagy the head football coach of the Chicago Bears joins us now Matt good morning thank you for taking time you got your rookie mini camp behind you you got your quarantine behind you so I ask you this what would you say going into year four here's what I want the identity of our football team to be yeah good morning cap um I think, you know, for, for us, um, the identity of our football team is going to be a team that plays fast in all three phases. And that, that's just keeping it super simple, but that's going to be real. I think that's going to be a major focus for us um, in OTAs and in training camp. And then we want to be able to feel that on game day. So if that's on defense, rally into the football, uh, seven, eight players at a time uh, with speed, you're going to feel that. If it's offensively, uh, with the things that we do, whether it's a, a run play, you're going to feel speed, or whether it's a, a pass play, you're going to feel speed. And then special teams-wise, the same. So that that identity for us, we want to try to make as real as possible, and that, that's going to start with how we practice. Uh, the mentality of our practice, we want to be the fastest practicing team in the NFL, and we don't want to talk about it. You know, We want to make that real and, and emphasize that, and I think that's, to your question, what we're focused on. Coach, let's talk a little bit about the offense around the National Football League today. How much has the process and the play calling evolved over the years to where we are right now? Yeah, it's evolved a lot. And we always talk about adapt or die, and you need to do that in this league. Um, What happens is this, is you have these high school programs that are so so many of them, and and guys, I, I played in the Delaware wing tee, uh, and I was not a running quarterback. I was a thrower. And they promised me if I go there, we'll throw the ball more because you sure as heck can't run. So that Delaware wing tee across the country in high school football is starting to phase out. And now it's all the gun and the spread and the no huddle, et cetera. That, that filters into college football. And what happens is that college football that we watch and, and we study and we, we recruit these guys and we, we, we go to the combine and we see what they do, it's it, – falls into now the NFL. And so that's kind of how that thing's going. And what we need to do uh, as coaches is make sure that we, we adapt to what these guys are doing. And so you, you don't quite see as much 21 personnel, which is just a fullback and a tailback and a tight end and, and two wide receivers quite as much um, just because uh, of, again, where that starts from high school and college, but you, ha- you, you find the happy medium and that's kind of where we're at is, is making sure that schematically, um, that we we stay ahead, one step ahead, and then defenses. Once they figure it out, you got to try to figure out the next thing offensively to stay ahead of them. So I want to take you back to the seventeen draft. You're still in Kansas City. From what I've been told, you wrote reports for Andy for Coach Reed on Mitchell Trubisky, on Deshaun Watson, and on Patrick Mahomes. And your report on Mahomes was generational talent. Do not miss Mitch ultimate project, Deshaun Watson, winner, blah, 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 might have injury concern because he had torn an ACL. Now you are here. You're in the head coach role. 
How did you evaluate the quarterbacks in this draft as compared to what you did in 17 when you and Brett Veach are standing in a hallway, Coach Reed's meeting with Patrick Mahomes and gives you the thumbs up, we're good. How did it change or was it the same, same process? Yeah, no, no, Cap. It was, it was uh, the same process. And that's the part that, to me, uh, that, that Ryan and I discussed. And, you know, I think that's the, the beauty of Ryan Pace is, is when you go through this thing is we're able to together talk through a lot. And so, you know, we've, we've all made good decisions and we've all made decisions in a lot of different areas, both on and off the field um, in our lives where, where you look back and, and you, 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 uh, you say, man, I wish it would have, you know, we could have done this or done that. And I think for, for both Ryan and I, we were able to admit when, you know, we help each other out, we say, hey, listen, um, how, how'd you do this or how'd you do that? And so we talked through specifically evaluating quarterbacks. Like we, we worked through this thing together and, and he asked through the different ways that we've done things or I've done it in my past. And I asked him the same thing. And then we bounce it off each other and we, we come up with our way of how we want to evaluate. There was a lot of similarities to how we looked at, at uh, things in 2017 um, th- this year in this quarterback class because it was very similar. You know, there was, again, there was a bunch of guys in that 2017 class that were all going to be really good quarterbacks. And it's the same thing this year. So how do you evaluate and what, what are the importances? You know, what's, what's the, what are the positives? What are the negatives of each player? And then how do you know what's real and what's not real? So for us, we spent a lot of time, Ryan and I and the rest of our personnel department and coaching staff, on all these quarterbacks and you know that's what was pretty cool in the end is that when it comes down to time where you got to put your grade down and you got to say okay this is how i feel about this guy um it was a consensus for all of us on justin fields and that's why when you have that togetherness um especially at the quarterback position uh it's really special and then cap you move to rookie camp and i know i was virtual for two days but from just hearing the coaches and then from me being there yesterday uh, and, and you just kind of see uh, some of the things that Justin brings, that's exciting for us. And, and now he's going to be able to get with Nick and, and Andy and really learn what it takes to be a professional quarterback. Bears head coach Matt Nagy on Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, it's going to be great to see Tariq Cohen back in a uniform and performing for the Bears along with David Montgomery. One of the criticisms, Coach, that you've heard through the press is talking about running the football. From my standpoint, even a three-yard pass and a great run after the catch, that's kind of like the new running game. How essential is running the football for you in 2021 with Cohen and Montgomery and others? Yeah, well, being able to run the football, it, it, it helps out in a lot of ways. It helps out your offensive line so they're not always, they're not always just you know, pass setting and, and, you know, you're in a, a pass situation all the time. Um, it, it allows, it, it makes you keep the defenses honest. And there's, there's, um, there's different ways to get to that point. I think for us uh, with, with David Montgomery, I think you all got a, a good idea of what he can do, especially the second half of the season yesterday and the importance of what it's like when you have that offensive line and the consistency of that depth chart. Uh, we didn't have a lot of movement from halfway through the season on. We went and we moved Jermaine Effetti out to right tackle, and I thought he did a great job there. Um, you know, other than the one uh, tough play that he had at the end of the game against Detroit, he played really well at right tackle. So Juan's done a great job there. But that offensive line, the running backs with Tariq and David, bringing in Damian Williams, and, and now having these other guys in the mix as well, uh, that's got to be important for us 
to be able to help out our team. You got to be able to run the football. It sets up the play action where we can take some shots and max protect, but then it also alleviates the pressure off of some of your tackles on the edge with always throwing. So when last year, as this thing is, you know, you're in a six, I think a six game losing streak. Look, Mitch worked really hard. He's a great kid. It just didn't work. And you needed to move on. I think he needed to move on. But when the media keeps harping on you, and you may tell me I'm nuts, Matt, are you going to give up play calling? Matt, are you going to give up? If I was standing in your shoes, and I never will be, hey, I'm the head football coach. I'll do what's best. Don't worry about who's calling our plays. That's between me and my football team. You didn't handle it that way. Why? Well, I think it's important that, um, you know, in our situation, again, every year is a little bit different. And there's going to be times where there's been, I'm not the first, and you guys know this, I'm not the first head coach to ever give up play calling duties. And, and so um, I've, I've always been a very honest person. Uh, I think that you speak to your team uh, w- with that. And uh, it just, f- for us, um, that was what needed to be done at that time. And again, there's a lot of different reasons that go into it, but I I always want to make sure that that I'm looking at myself and I'm trying to do everything I can as the leader of this this team, players and coaches, to give our team the best opportunity to win. And at that point in time, guys, it it was just, we were in a major rut, obviously. And things just, it was a struggle. It was hard. And I I wanted to to try to uh, bring in a relief pitcher and and have somebody else uh, call some plays and, and, and Bill did a great job. So, um, that's where we're at now heading into this year. Uh, you know, I will be calling the plays and, um, I've talked to other, other, other coaches that I respect a lot that have been through the exact same situation that I went through last year. And in the end, um, it's a, it's a new season and I'm challenging myself to be better and, and look at my play call tendencies and, and continue to keep listening to players. And then behind the scenes with the coaching staff, make sure that we're adapting and doing everything we can to play to our players' strengths. These kids are talented as heck. Ryan's done a great job of bringing in a lot of great talent. And it's our job as coaches to develop. And this offseason's huge to be able to do that and develop. And we're taking things slow. And so now heading into my fourth year with this this team, you know, the last two years going eight and eight, um, we we know we want to do better, man. That's 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 what the goal is. We know everybody wants that. The city of Chicago, all our fans, our coach, we all want the same thing. And trust me, we're, we're doing everything we can to get to that point so that we can, in the end, be the last team. But there, there's a process to it. And I think, you know, with, with the draft and where we went um, and get, being able to get Justin, that's a start. But there's just so much more to it. And that's, that's why uh, we're excited to get going with the whole process with, with Andy, Justin, Nick, and the rest of our team. Matt, we know that there's always red tape when you're trying to get the quarterback that you're looking for. And that draft, who knows what it would have broke for you, but you were able to get Justin Fields. So personally, as a head coach, as a football person, how excited were you on draft night when you realized that Justin Fields was available for you? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, it, you, you know, it's a, it's a crazy deal when you're in that draft room. You, there's so many emotions that go on, and it all happens so fast. You're kind of in the moment. And, and so it's almost like three hours later when the draft ends, you really sit back and you're like, wow, you know, th- this is, that's when it kind of hits you. And, you know, these, these are big moments and we understand that. We know that, um, you know, we, we feel the positivity. We feel the excitement with Justin. 
But at the same time, um, we, there's also, look, for all of us, we got to make sure that this thing is handled the right way. And as hard as that is sometimes, and everybody has their own opinion as to what that right way is, and, and I understand that. Um, but it's our job as coaches, it's my job as a head coach to make sure that whatever we do, um, that it's the best thing for the Chicago Bears. And then when you talk specifically about Justin, it's the best thing for Justin. And I'm sure Justin will be the first to tell you, just, just, like, uh, just like Patrick was in 2017 when I was in that situation, is that this thing doesn't happen overnight. And as much as everyone thinks it does, it doesn't. There's, there, it takes a little bit of time. And there's a evaluation process to that. So we as coaches got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make that happen as fast as we can, but we got to do it the right way. And that's where a little bit of patience is involved. But, but in the end, um, like we've all, everybody has heard me say, we will know when the time is right, when, when it's the best thing for the Chicago bears. But at the same point in time, you know, with Andy and Nick and the rest of our players, um, we got we to gotta make sure that we're doing this thing as a team and not just about one player. Matt, why sign Andy Dalton when you've already got commitment, I mean, heavy commitment financially into Nick Foles? You didn't know at that point that you could get Justin Fields. You didn't know at the night of the draft whether that was going to happen. But what was the rationale for bringing Andy in when you already had Nick? Yeah, so um, for, for us, when – Number one, you know, that you get into at the end of the season, you have to evaluate, you have to, you have to step back. We do. And we go through the whole evaluation process of every position. And when we went through the quarterback position, um, we as a staff and then Ryan and myself, we came to the conclusion that, um, we needed to, we, we needed to have more competition and we needed, we wanted to continue to, to grow and get better at that position, whoever that was. Well, who is it going to be? Well, and, and so now you start with, you get into the whole free agent process and, and, and then you know that you have the draft coming up, but that's a what if, because you have no idea how that's going to go. So as we're, we go into the free agent process, um, we knew that guys like uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and others are available. We know there's other guys that are available uh, via, you know, the names that were thrown out with the Sam Darnolds and the Bridgewaters, but we have to evaluate the guys that are real and, from the three guys that I just talked about, again, it was a consensus to us. It was very clear that we wanted to go with Andy Dalton. And and so we did that and we went full steam ahead and we brought him in here. And, and uh, again, I think you see from Ryan's perspective that, uh, that, that we continue to stay aggressive in the draft with getting Justin now. That's such an important position to get right. And we want to make sure we are right there. So now between Andy, Justin and Nick, um, and then our quarterback coach, Coach Flip, and Bill Lazor and myself, you know, we feel really good about doing this thing the right way. And you have an, an experienced guy in Andy that's been there, done that. You got uh, a rookie in, in Justin that's got to grow and develop, um, hopefully as fast as we can. And then you also have Nick Foles, who's been a Super Bowl MVP with a lot of experience. So we feel strong there. So, Matt, uh, I think you recently said we will all know when Fields is ready to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So when will you know when he's ready to start? What is the indicators for you? Yeah, in time, it'll be on the field. So, okay, so we're starting today. The, the, the guys get here. And um, so we're going to be able to now see whether it's routes on air, whether it's how you break a huddle, get to the line of scrimmage, or you calling the play the right way. 
Uh, what are you doing post-snap? So when the safeties are showing you quarters and all of a sudden the snap of the ball, they rotate down strong and now you got cover three. Well, that just changed every route in the play. Or that just changed your footwork now. Now you might have to add a hitch versus a plant throw. All that stuff happens within two seconds. And you got to be able to react. And then, oh, by the way, you got to make the throw, too, with somebody in your face. So, like, as we go, every single day, we get, more, we get closer and closer. We start, per the rules, you start, you're allowed to have a defense across there. So now you go from doing it on air to now you do it on defense to now you get to training camp and things are going full speed to now you get to the preseason and now it's real and, you're, and you can get hit. And, and so as all those days go by, we're evaluating. And we're seeing, how's it look? Is it good? Is it bad? Could, is he making the same mistakes twice? Is he improving? Is he, is he taking command in the huddle? Is he seeing the, the, the cross dog blitz up the middle? Is he miking the right guy? Is he seeing post-snap rotation? Is he, is he changing up his cadence and going on one, two, or three? You know, um, it, where's the play clock at? Uh, is, it, is it ticking down to three seconds and you still got a motion and a shift? Uh, you got to listen to the play set in the in the – in the headset, you know, the play call in the headset, he hasn't done that. You know, every our set hut at the line of scrimmage. You know, there's a lot of things that go into playing this, this position, and there's a lot of things he hasn't done. What's his learning curve going to be like? Is it going to happen fast or is it going to happen slow? Well, if it happens slow, then it means he's not ready. If it happens fast and he's making plays and you see it, you'll know. We'll know. Everybody will know. And then what's that like versus what Andy's doing? You know, and does it make the Bears better? That's about as simple as I can put it. So if you get in your car, you're driving home, and it's, I'll give you a random date, August 24th, and your phone rings, it's your wife, hey, how'd it go today? I can't hold this kid off. He's phenomenal. He's everything I thought <laughs> he was going to be and more. Will you start him? I so uh, I, I love the question. Um, but then she's got to say, how is uh, how's Andy looking, right? How how is Andy looking with that? You know, she's going to say the same thing. Would would you start him? So that's a big what if proposition. But I we all hope, trust me, that all three of these guys are rocking and rolling, and they look awesome. Because if they're all looking great, then that makes it a for for us that that's that makes the Bears better. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that thing goes, and there's so much to go to get to that point. But I, I do uh, appreciate the question. Uh, so, Coach, Daz Newsom was just recently meeting the media, and he was disappointed that there's no Waffle House in Chicagoland. You're a guy that's traveled the country. You, you've been to a Waffle House or two, like the rest of us. What's, what's your order at a Waffle House? Uh, I, so, I love Waffle Houses, and when I was playing in the Arena League down in, in Atlanta, um, we used to hit those up all the time. And I love food, too. Like, I'm a big food guy, so I'm, I – I skipped the breakfast, though. I go right to, like, the, the greasy steak sandwich with the cheese and some of the, <laughs> the, the fried onions and then the, the hash browns. I just want to, like, clog the arteries up as much as I can. <laughs> Newsom wants a uh, waffle. What's the nearest one cap? Like, southern Illinois, right? Yeah, southern Illinois across the bridge from St. Louis. Okay, if it's not in the south. Is that right? Yeah. That's it. But if it's not in the south, that coach, I don't want it. Drive. That, that might be worth the drive. If it's not in the South, though, I don't want it. I want to make sure it's deep in the South, like uh, South Carolina. You know, <laughs> because you know they're putting their arm in there, man. They're getting the grease. They're getting. The, I mean, you've got uh, people that know what they're doing down there. I'm just telling you. No doubt about it. They, they sure do. And, and it doesn't matter what, when you go. It's going to be fresh every time. <laughs> right. 
Hey, man, we really appreciate you taking time. Know you've got meetings, but thank you for joining the show. And don't be a stranger because we love talking with you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me on here. Let, let's let's get this thing going. Um, we're getting the guys in here today, so we're looking forward to it. And uh, we just appreciate, you know, everybody. So uh, thank you, and, and we'll talk soon, okay? And you're cool. Even when we're all critical, you know we all want the Bears to win. Hey, no doubt. I, I under, Hey, that comes with the territory, man. I uh, I totally get it, and I wouldn't want it any other way. But, but let's uh, – Let's do this thing together, and let's go win some games. Let's have some steak and hash browns together. Let's you got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> have a great day. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. There he is, Matt Nagy, head football coach of the Chicago Bears. A lot to unpack there. What would you take away from the interview? 312-332-3776 with Hoodie. I'm Cap. ESPN.